Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. My name is Charlie. And I'm Hannah and we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we are rereading chapters 9 and 10 of Prisoner of Azkaban with some fucking disgusting <laughs> butterbeer that Hannah has inflicted on me. Uh, I think you'll find I invented some amazing new recipes and everyone will love it and they'll call it the Hannah Butterbeer. No. So if this sounds like the podcast of your dreams, enjoy because I didn't. Love you. Mm. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Goblet of Wine, your favourite podcast that two hosts are a mess. Hannah's had a bit more to drink than me. I made her have two shots. Yeah, they haven't really done much. I think because they They'll were... They'll hit in a bit. They were cake-flavoured vodka and caramel-flavoured vodka? Correct. Something like kissed caramel, was it? It's kiss-kissed caramel. Because yeah. when caramel is kissed, it tastes wildly different. I spend a lot of time kissing caramel. Today we're doing chapter nine, Grim Defeat. But first we have some thank yous to do. Oh, shit, yeah. Shit. We do that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do first... We have a thank you to L L no L Lambert. Sorry, can't read already. L Lambert, who says our podcast is fun and has authentic discussion. I don't know what inauthentic discussion is, but I thank you for your review. Oh, really? It is because, as we have established, I've never read Harry Potter and I just lie. Ah, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we have another thank you for Beck McDonagall. McDougal. McDougal. Dougal. I. I Guys, I'm very dyslexic and I've had a couple of shots. Who says, we are the sort of people she would love to meet in a girl's bathroom, unlike Moaning Myrtle. Who you um, don't want to meet in a girl's bathroom. No, We're but, the opposite. But I love that. I, I love that. I love drunk girls in bathrooms. Drunk girls in bathrooms are like the hype men you need constantly in life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I aspire to just be that person. All the time. All the time. 24-7. Yeah. Next, Which thank is you... why I drink all the time 24-7. Ah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Next thank you goes to Catherine Mars, who says she is rereading each chapter as we do, which is frankly the best way to be doing this. We've had more and more people start to message saying they're rereading the books per chapter as we do it, which sounds awesome. So thank you. Yeah. And then the final one to Matt Lovesgood, which... Thank you proven. for that name. Yeah. Yeah. Who won the Drake... Con quiz number two. Number two. Uh, Very well done. Charlie, what what are we drinking today? What aren't we drinking, Hannah? (laughs) What have you done to me? So, we are reading chapters nine and ten of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So I decided, in these chapters, Harry tries butterbeer for the first time. So I decided to make butterbeer. There were two rules to my butterbeer making. One, it had to be more alcoholic than butterbeer. Because, well we're an alcoholic podcast number Chill. two um it could not include cream soda which i hate with such a passion it makes me want to burn buildings down yeah instead um, she's done it with ginger beer because i hate ginger yeah i didn't realize that before i bought it and um uh, so here's a fact for you i know loads of people love the butter beer that they serve at like the wizarding world and the studio tour i hate it it's disgusting that is not what butter beer is meant to taste like so we have two types of butter beer that i've made tonight from two different recipes that are similar but i thought of in my head we're going to switch at the chapter change um because two drinks is quite normal for us to drink during an episode mm-hmm. um so this first one is ginger beer as a base with then a shot of of Captain Morgan's spice rum, a shot, a shot of caramel vodka, an egg white, 
and vanilla extract. Cheers. Yeah. If you want to see our initial reaction to this, it will be on our Instagram story highlight because it is so bad. I don't know what you're all complaining about. It tastes like, and not only tastes like, but the texture is resemblant of if someone had some ginger beer and then just repeatedly spat in it for like an hour every inch of spit that they could muster it's like it's like thick and a bit foamy like spit we wanted it thick and foamy and then then it's like watered down like it's been watered down with spit I'll admit this isn't perfect I think the beer so the second one we're trying halfway through spoilers is a beer base with a toffee based alcohol because she's put egg white in it it's just all separating on the top so it's just got this really ominous clump (laughs) the egg white was for the foam to make it look cool this will all be on our instagram story because egg white was just for the aesthetic to be honest it's horrifying just go check our highlight okay do you prefer this more or prefer this less than the one they serve at the studio tour because i prefer this a lot more but i hate anything with cream soda in um i haven't had the studio one in a very long time okay i just know i hate it because that's cream soda in i I definitely didn't really like the studio one um but also at least it doesn't feel like someone's spitting into my mouth and not even in a kinky way okay you have to finish this by the chapter break because then you get to the beer one which i think you'll like better probably i do like beer okay great we i wanted to work out to make a hot one but i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't work it out yeah, you would have just ended up frying this egg. It'd be like when you get really <laughs> scrambled <bad> egg. <laughs> There's scrambled egg in our butter beer. Um, so if you want to make our butter beer, uh, well, put it as an Insta <laughs> story highlight. <laughs> I like it. Guys, it's so bad. If you don't believe me, we have Neil's and Sarah's reaction on our Instagram story. It's so bad. It is not. It could be a hell of a lot worse. It's so bad. Anyway, chapter nine, Grim Defeat. defeat. I love a good pun. All students are sent to the Great Hall for the night because they've just discovered that the portrait of the fat lady has been ripped up by Sirius Black. Yeah, and Percy's in charge, which seems super fucking dubious. It does. Um, Dumbledore, apparently with his wand, sweeps all the tables to the side of the hall. And it doesn't say this, but I just like to imagine that, you know, he sweeps them all to the side, avoiding all the students apart from one little first year who is just punted into the wall by this table. (laughs) And then that becomes part of the yearly death quote. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So this one little first year, he's probably called Kevin, gets caught by the table, sweeps into the wall crushed to death and everyone's like yeah bye kevin there's the bye, first kevin. bit of the yearly quota yeah did you ever have the thing in primary school where but was your like food hall also your like pe hall um i never went to a primary school big enough to serve food i never had a canteen what what did you eat packed lunches that's so weird anyway so tell me your story because i went to a weird school apparently yeah i really hope that everyone was burning with desire to know exactly about hannah's primary school food shut status. up you asked do you know you look really cute today oh thank you do you like the green i really do but also your eyeliner you like your eyes look super cute oh thank you i really messed up that thank and i actually mean that as a genuine compliment not as a weird thing oh thank you i think you should keep that in editing hannah okay that's a really cute mo- we're never nice to each other I on this know. podcast no so- <laughs> she's blushing <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so we had this really disgusting thing where um yeah so the food hall where they had like the canteen was then also our pe hall so yes. if you had pe hall after lunch you would just have bit bits of like peas and turkey twizzlers like between your toes fucking turkey twizzlers i like to think that's what happens to them now is like (laughs) 
all they're like... sleeping with a turkey twizzler by their head yeah. <laughs> they roll over and get like stabbed if anyone doesn't know about twizzler. turkey twizzlers just google jamie oliver turkey twizzler and you'll understand britain in the yeah. early 2000s yeah like jamie oliver is a tory scumbag but the only thing he ever did good for this country was get rid of turkey twizzlers uh i was obsessed okay i wasn't obsessed with turkey twizzlers i was obsessed with turkey dinosaurs did yeah, you ever no, have them? They, they, they were fine, but the Twizzlers would... I never had the Twizzlers. So bad. Okay. Ditchy so bad. I do... I really miss primary school puddings. I don't know any of this. You missed out. Mm, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, never had any of this. Anyway, back anyway, to Harry Potter. So they're all basically discussing how Black got in. They're all confused. Um, it's mentioned that all the teachers go off to search the different areas of the castle. And when Dumbledore and Snape come back and they're checking, like, who searched which floor... Um, Snape says that Filch has searched the dungeons. I thought it was pointless that Filch is asked to search the dungeons because he can't do magic. So what is the point of him searching the dungeons? What if Black is down there and Filch is just like, oh no, it's Sirius Black. Oh no, he's murdered me. Like, maybe that was the point. Maybe they really wanted to get rid of Filch. I I just heard you slurp that. I'm liking it less and less the more I drink. Yeah. Yeah, admit that you're wrong, bitch. We learn that Snape suspects someone inside the castle. And this is our first hint of this. And he says... They they really conveniently have this conversation next to Harry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love it so much. And then also it's like, why is Percy privy to this? Well, it says that Snape is trying to not open his mouth enough to block Percy from the conversation. I would have just been like, Percy, go away. It doesn't matter that you're head boy go away but snape says i worried since you appointed blah 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 so as a kid reader you'd probably like dismiss this not even think about it but as an adult reader this would be your first hint that a member of staff is the issue i really 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 wish that i could go back and like read this with a fresh memory and like whether i would suspect lupin because i think it's one of those things and this is what potterless has been talking about like in his recap where you kind of have the obvious red herrings and obviously lupin is supposed to be an obvious red herring he made the really good point about scooby-doo it's the first person you meet who's nice is the mm-hmm. person that did it. And the second person you meet who is suspicious is the good yeah. guy. But what I like in this is that it's not like, oh, we're setting up Lupin. And then actually it wasn't Lupin. It was someone else, which is like how it is in you know, yeah. the first book. Yes. Kind of first two. Um, but that instead it's like, no, actually, like it wasn't someone else, but it wasn't Lupin. Yeah. But, but actually there's this kind of whole twist. So I really, really wish that I could read this again for the first time. Same. Just to be like, would I suspect Lupin? But I don't think... The thing with this one is no one could get Peter Pettigrew from this. Nobody... I don't believe... Oh, no, no. I mean... It's well, more guessable than the fourth book, which takes yeah. the rug out so far oh, yeah, from yeah, under yeah. you. It's more guessable than that, because I feel like you are, like... I don't know. Obviously, I wouldn't... You can't know because we can't read this with a fresh brain. But I feel like it is a bit like he's just bought up a lot for someone that's supposed to be like kind of like a dead side character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you do get further along him being like spotted on the map and stuff. So y- you kind of can. Yeah, there are ways of working it out, I think. But you definitely like, uh, I don't know, because I feel like I would know that it wouldn't be Lupin. But I do like that you have this character that just seems so earnest and lovely. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, ooh, but a dark side. Maybe because that's what, just what... Uh, what you look for a man, just, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's really, really nice, but also seems a little bit fucked up. It's my <laughs> perfect man, says Charlie. Yeah. I mean, Lupin is Bay, and I'll get into that in some later chapters. But yeah, I would... I mean, one of my dreams in life is to have my memory wiped for a month. 
to read reread the Harry Potter series yeah. because I'd always want to get it back because the amount of stuff like Harry Potter has brought me in my life but I just want a month where I get to read yeah. it again yeah exactly like I would never want to lose it completely because I would lose all of like the impact that it's had on my life I mean we'd lose this at this point yeah if they could be like there's one you get one franchise that you can start again fresh and then yeah. once you complete it get back all of your memory I would be very torn between Harry Potter and Buffy. Yeah. Because Buffy, I watched it in a random order growing up, so I never got all of the massive plot oh, twists that there are. I see. Like, never. At least with Harry Potter, I did get it once when I was young. But I still feel like but, I was too young for some of the massive plot twists. Yeah. Like, because of the... Like, although I was obsessed with Harry Potter, like, like some of the huge plot twists I was a bit too young for. Yeah. And I and just like, and wish I, I could have that as an but, adult. But at least, like, I did have it at one point. Whereas, like, with Buffy, I literally never did because I saw it in a mismatched order. Yeah. Our, like, next idea for a podcast when we somehow ever have time is <laughs> Hannah's never seen Buffy. No, so never. we're going to do Hannah watching Buffy for the first time. Indeed. So tell us if you want us to do that and then give us money so that we can. We then get a kind of overview of the next few weeks. My stomach is groaning so much from this. I I think there's something wrong with this. I mean, yeah, it's like someone's come an egg into it. (laughs) And congealing on the top. I feel sick. It's so bad, Hannah. You don't have to drink it. It's the Frankenstein of cocktails. (laughs) So Professor McGonagall basically wants Harry to be protected at all times. Like he's being followed around by teachers. Professor McGonagall calls him into her office to be like, Sirius Black wants to kill you. And he's like, yeah, mate, I know. So Percy asks if the Dementors wanted to help. And then he looks really surprised when Dumbledore says that he won't let them in. And I feel like this is, like, the first sign of, like, Percy putting too much faith into the establishment. Yeah. Like, he's, like, taken aback. He's like, why? But why wouldn't Dumbledore just, like, let And then he's really embarrassed when Dumbledore shuts him down quite, like, not aggressively, but quite firmly. He's like, I will never allow a Dementor to pass my school while I'm headmaster. And Percy looks really embarrassed. And, like, and, like, confused as well, because he's like, but, but they're the, they're the, they're the good, they're the government. Like, it's good. And it's like, no, no, like, learn critical thought. Like, this is the difference between... Percy and Hermione that Hermione learns that like critical like definitely starts to question so they start off the same and then like they diverge not diverge yeah like Percy doesn't develop critical thinking whereas like Hermione Hermione does does. yeah that's a really good point perfect perfect whereas Percy would be absolutely fine with Sirius Black's soul being sucked out in front of him because well that's what the establishment said yeah yeah Professor McGonagall wants Harry to be protected at all times Malfoy then in this kind of like couple of week long roundup of Hogwarts says that his arm is too injured to play the next Quidditch match which leaves Gryffindor to play Hufflepuff yeah also Sir Cadogan is the new Gryffindor portrait he which is is fantastic he's the best character yeah. this is the first time Cedric Diggory is mentioned when we learn that Gryffindor is playing Hufflepuff so it's nice that he's kind of slipped in in this book I think you mean the spare so they turn up at defense against the dark arts and snape is covering the lesson and um unsurprisingly he's a dick about it yeah i've got a lot to say about this lesson but my first note is just page 394 okay so snape is being an absolute dickhead to the class he's goading them all about werewolves he's being an a-class cunt i say that because hannah's gonna edit it out no and then hermione tells him the answer to a question he asked so he asked the difference between like a traditional wolf and a werewolf i fucking knew you were gonna talk about this did you even write notes about it 
I did, but I was like, well, this is redundant. <laughs> no, it's a discussion. We'll discuss it together. Great. I agree with you. <laughs> so what Hannah's about to say is how Ron stands up for Hermione, whereas in the films, is that what he does? Well, I'm actually just, I was going to leave the film bit until we get to the film episode. So yeah. Hermione answers the question for him and Snape calls her an insufferable know-it-all. So my first note is that Snape is the fucking worst yeah. um, because how dare a teacher say this to a student hermione actually cries and a teacher should never make a pupil cry first of all and yep. like it is literally ron's ron said he asked a question and a pupil answered yeah. so get out yeah so ron then jumps to hermione's defense says if you didn't want the answer why did you ask the question um which is obviously like quite a clap back he gets detention. Uh, the reason why I focus on it so much is because the films changed it. But if we leave that, if we leave that discussion to the films, like I think this is one of the moments that really epitomizes Ron's character. Yeah, and I think it's just a blind oversight from the films ignoring this bit and changing it. Yeah, this is him being a really good Gryffindor as well. Exactly, like, Ron. You really shouldn't have said like. Well, no, you should have said that, but also like you shouldn't have said that. But. There's not even like a hint of. It's not like he starts saying it and like trails off. No, he's literally like he just like <laughs> you're being a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like it's also it's also mentioned in the text that Ron calls Hermione a know it all at least twice a week. Yeah, but it's the same way as when like you tease your sibling you're like yeah my brother's like blah 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 he's blah 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 blah. But if anyone else is like your brother's a bit blah blah blah, you'd be like shut the fuck up only i get to speak about that person like the same way if you're bitching about your mum, if someone else says that about your mum, that's yeah. not okay it's only okay when you say it and i feel like that's the same with what ron is doing here like he calls hermione a know-it-all under the awareness like in this moment we'll get to later in the book but in this moment where he does really respect her and like understand her as a friend yeah um but it's not okay for snape who is trying to belittle her to call her the same word so that's one of the reasons why ron claps back so hard and also like H harry doesn't clap back and i think that's important harry sits there silently sorry charlie's just distracting me by taking a selfie i look cute you do i just feel like like harry doesn't clap back in this moment it's just ron who claps back and that's also the difference between harry and ron's characters like harry never really is the Ron is always going to be the first to jump to people's defense and that's like the Hufflepuff and the Gryffindor side of him where he's the first one to be like don't say that about people he's always the one who's arguing against Hermione being called a mudblood by people this is just Ron's character in a nutshell yeah he's um, brilliant yeah that yeah. just makes it all the worse what the films did but anyway Quidditch Quidditch <laughs> so there's a really brilliant I love this Harry is up like super super early and then he's like just basically waiting for the day to begin and Crookshanks is repeatedly <laughs> trying to sneak into like Harry's just having to like get up every, every 20 minutes. minutes just be like Stop. yeah no no because he's trying Stop. to sneak in to it would the make a boys... great comedy scene <laughs> yeah just trying to get into the boys dormitory to murder scabbers i i love it it's so funny like i feel like this is one of the bits where because we're reading in like more detail and for the first time properly in years like obviously we listen to the audiobooks all the time but yeah, i feel yeah. like when you're listening to the audiobooks you don't 
pay that much attention no. I only do it when I'm trying to sleep yeah same it's this kind of detail that I missed <laughs> out on previously like I have no recollection of this ever happening and I'm like this is gold I would yeah it's just a really funny image of Harry being up at like four o'clock in the morning like for fuck's sake and then this crook is trying to get in the dormitory like stop it stop it <laughs> It's brilliant. It's I really good. It. But there's and also a, just like Crookshanks, so dedicated. I know he's dedicated to the cause. Crookshanks is the best character in this book. So there's a horrific storm going on outside, and Harry in his head is like, "But the Quidditch match will never be cancelled, and it isn't cancelled, even though we find out this storm is fucking horrific, and there's, it's an outdoor sport. Yeah, there's lightning. I'm like, I'm sorry, they're up, they're up, they're on brooms." <laughs> As we discussed, there's no care in this school. No sport is worth being electrocuted by lightning. (laughs) It really makes me laugh how Harry's like, Quidditch would never be cancelled for a trifle like a thunderstorm. I'm like, maybe it should. (laughs) Literally. Like, he has breakfast. They go to the Quidditch match. It's going pretty pretty terribly. He can't see anything because the rain is so bad. Yeah, you need to drink up. I mean, like luck. Glug, glug. Wood calls time out and Hermione appears with in a magical Hermione way with a spell for Harry's glasses to get rid of the rain. Convenient. I really love at this point when Wood is just like brilliant after Hermione. Yeah. I, I just know. like Wood I love I kind of ship it. But not- I ship yeah but in in kind of like a sexy one night stand kind of way. Yeah not in a permanent way. Yeah. But in a one night stand. They have like really like Hermione would be really worked up over an exam and Oliver would be really worked Not up. Not when over she's Quidditch. 13, we're imagining they're closer in age. Yeah, and like they'd both be really like worked up, need to like get out their frustrations on each other. Can someone hold on no, no wait and I'm gonna put wait. in a request. Yeah. But wait, no, and then to like de-stress, they're like, oh, I'm gonna like sneak into the prefect's bathroom and then they <gasps> go and then they're they're both in there to de-stress. You're turning then- me on. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, guys, we're going to need a minute. <laughs> um, okay, I have my first request I'm going to seriously put in. Can someone write a fan fiction for us? Please. We will read it out in a bonus episode. Um, it doesn't matter if you're not subscribed to our Patreon. Obviously, if you write it, I'll send you the episode personally. Um, but could you write a fan fiction of Percy and Hermione? No, Percy? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oliver Wood and Hermione what they're pent up about they're closer in age change the ages i will expect it at goblet of wine podcast at gmail dot com send it to both dot com and dot co dot uk just you know spread spread your chances <laughs> spread your chances spread your we legs. will actually do a bonus episode on it thank you and goodbye so then they go back on the brooms there's a flash of lightning and harry sees a black dog in the stands which he's like oh, it's a grim I feel like they could have just, like, I know that it, he had, like, but just a black dog. Like, his... It's a really big... Like, his animagus? 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 His furry. <laughs> <laughs> his furry literally could have been anything. And you feel like if it was like, okay, he, he um transformed into a turtle... And the turtle happened to be the Grim. That you would be like, yeah, that's odd. I've seen a turtle, but you wouldn't freak yourself out over seeing like a large black dog. You'd just be like, I've just seen a large black dog. I mean, I imagine it's huge. But then why is he such a big black dog? Because that's just his 
That's that's just his thing. No, I feel like he is a normal size black dog, and Harry is really fucking dramatic and attention seeking. <gasps> just, it's a dog. It's a, it's a fucking <laughs> dog. Like I'm just saying, he wanted like J.K. He wanted to make this more convincing. Be like, and then Harry saw the zebra of death. <laughs> the zebra of death. Um. So then he sees the snitch. Um. Then a fuck ton of dementors show up at the pitch and i wrote a little note about our so lupin much later on says that the dementors showed up because there were so many people there it was like a feast for them but i wrote a note are they actually there because they sense serious because now we know that that black dog which harry thought was the grim was actually serious watching the match so and then dementors show up within a minute so are they sensing serious no why because he's in dog form good point i'll move on i was wrong i love it when she's wrong (laughs) it's my favorite thing fuck off harry faints he wakes up in the hospital ring wing ring finds (laughs) out they've lost the match he also in that paragraph discovers that cedric wanted a rematch so at this point we know cedric is a good egg i actually wrote in my notes a good egg (laughs) (laughs) but is he an owl though I actually feel sick from drinking this. <laughs> it's so bad, and my mouth is burning. And, I and then we find why. out Hagrid's uh, Harry's number two thousand is smashed. And then it's the next chapter, so we have to finish our drinks. Three, two, two one, one, go! Oh fuck! Okay, let's make the next one. Pause the podcast. Don't vomit. We're back for chapter ten, the Marauders Map, and we have another type of butter beer. Just to let you know, the butter beer we're drinking this time is made with a beer base. Um, a buttery biscuit beer base buttery biscuit beer base a Captain Morgan spiced rum a toffee liqueur that was from like Poundland or something and uh, an egg white home bargains home actually. bargains oh it this was, has gone low hold on it was a uh, four pounds I really splash out for this oh, podcast oh I'm falling is it better or worse than the last one no it's better and it and it was it was fine and then she you, added more to it and once again if you want to see this is on our instagram story we'll put it in a highlight called butter beer yeah um yeah i added more to it because they told me it needed more flavor and then they all yelled at me because we were like yeah just a bit more and then she put like half a bottle of vanilla chapter 10 the marauders map yep so we're almost halfway through the book and nothing's happened nothing's happened but the nimbus 2000 is broken and apparently it's not fixable which leads me to the question does Repero only do so much? Yes. Next What's question. the limits? Um, Is it magical items? Virginities. Shut up. What's oh. the limits? Hymens. Well, it's apparently broomsticks. Because up until this point, Repero's repaired everything. Yeah, I feel like it is like magical items. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I just want that explained. I've just explained it to you. Great, okay. So Harry's essentially been haunted by his mother's dying voice. And has no one to tell. He tells no one. It's fucking horrifying. It's actually... Uh, wait, where did I write this note? Okay, I wrote it in a bit, but it's just like... It is horrifying that he's literally realised he's hearing his dead mother's voice. And he's like, oh, wait, I don't want to tell Ron and Hermione. I'm like, Harry, this is horrific. This drink, literally, it's like someone's... You've got a beer and then someone's poured a load of vanilla and toffee in it. It is fucking disgusting. It's like you've you've literally you've ruined a beer. You've ruined my pint. My half pint. I wanted to do something nice for you. You didn't. It's hard to swallow. <laughs> I wanted to make homemade butter beer. 
I thought it would be a cute episode idea. You were wrong. (laughs) You literally just poisoned me. So Hermione is the only one to have finished the werewolf essay when they get Lupin back, um, which means at this point she at least suspects to some extent that Lupin is a werewolf because part of the reason she suspects it is because she is the only one that did the essay and everyone else just kind of backed out of it and didn't do it in time. And then at the end of the lesson, Harry tells Lupin what he hears when the Dementors come near him because he says to Lupin, you know, I want anti-Dementor lessons. And he explains to Lupin that he hears his mother's voice when the Dementors come near, which thank God he's told someone because like, I just needed him to tell someone. I was reading the first half of this like paragraph, like, Harry, you really need to, I'm really worried. There needs to be more therapists at Hogwarts. Oh my God, you need to tell someone. So he tells Lupin. So Lupin agrees to teach Harry how to fight the Dementors. And then it's nearly Christmas. Yeah, so he's like, but you know, go fuck yourself until after Christmas. Yeah. Um, Lovely. I feel like in um, Defense Against the Dark Arts this year, it's just care for magical creatures. Yeah, it is. Have you noticed they just do magical creatures? It's really I weird. assume that makes sense. Like, like, I assume if they had the same teacher for all seven years, it actually makes sense to spend one year on dark creatures. Because then you do, like, a year on spells. A or it year might be, like, creatures. It, it might just be, like, different, like, syllabuses. Like, yeah. this is the dark arts creature term. Exactly. I think it does make sense. No, it does. I'm just pointing it out. No, yeah, it is a bit like, is this care for magical creatures or is this defense against the dark Yeah, like, is this on purpose or did J.K. Rowling just kind of forget that there was a different lesson? Yes. So Ron and Hermione have decided to stay at Hogwarts over Christmas for the sheer reason that they want to keep Harry company, even though they've come up with different excuses, which is, like, the best thing. Like, they both have families to go back to, especially Hermione, who, like... Her parents aren't in the wizarding world and she's gone off to fucking boarding school and she decides to stay with Harry. It's the cutest fucking thing. Like, it's really cute. Harry's found some good mates. Yeah. Then it's Hogsmeade weekend, the last one before Christmas. Everyone leaves the castle and Fred and George then corner Harry and they have this ragged bit of parchment that they're kind of like teasing him about. And suddenly the ragged bit of parchment becomes the Marauder's Map. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I have three questions or points about the Marauder's Map. A, why do they give it to Harry? So they say that they've basically memorized the map at this point, but surely the best part of the map is not like the secret passages and stuff like that. It's knowing where everyone is in the castle. And Fred and George wouldn't want to give that up because they know where Filch is the whole time. It makes no sense that they give it up. Literally no sense. Thank you. I was worried you were going to be like, no, it's fine, they give it up. It makes no sense to me that they give up a piece of parchment that would tell them where Filch is the entire time. Yeah. So that I find bizarre. Number two, have they seen Peter Pettigrew on this map for the last two years sleeping in Ron's bed? It's a constant question. Both have been asked online and we've now been emailed it or tweeted it three times. Yeah. I like to think that they don't judge Ron and his lifestyle and that they just think that he has mad game at 11 years old. They're just like, he's pulled someone called Peter. We're not going to ask any questions. That is Ron's business and we support him regardless. Age 12? You shouldn't be sleeping in bed every night with someone age 12. It's just sleeping in bed. And as long as they're also age 12 and it's consensual and they're just sleeping. Who do they think Peter is? There's no one in the year called Peter. Um... Random Hufflepuff. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's... I mean, to be 
It's a plot hole. It's a plot hole. But also, would you be looking at your brother's bed at night on the I map? I think you'd glance at it once and be like, weird. But weird. Okay. Maybe they just thought it was glitching. Maybe. That's true. And then my third question is, how did they work out how to work the map? So you have to tap the map and say, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. I, I, they just say that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just their phrase. But I'm wondering if there's like a few different phrases that open it or it's, it's literally that one phrase and Fred and George spent a year tapping the map going like, blah, 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 a blah, 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 a blah, 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 until they got to, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. Maybe it was unlocked when they found it and they were like, instructiony pleasy instructiony um, pleasy because that must be because otherwise why would they know it's a map and not a portrait i i think it must have been like unlocked i think phil should then... have been more worried if it was unlocked because no, Phil had it before no but he was a squib what he what was he gonna do about it like i'd like to think it was unlocked so it was like in map mode Filch couldn't do anything about it but that's why he knew to put it in the like top secret drawers and then they found it and then because it was unlocked they could ask it the instructions they were like how do we use you and it was like say this <laughs> I, I mean we'll never know but that makes sense i guess um so they point out the secret passages to hogsmeade harry goes to one of the secret ma- passages and ends up in honeydukes after like an hour walk so he ends up in honeydukes Sneaks up and run Hermione. He like surprises them. Hermione is kind of sketchy about the map because she says that Sirius Black may be using one of the secret passages to enter into Hogwarts. But Harry brushes this off in the way that he's like, well, the map helps me. So I'm going to say that no, Sirius Black isn't using the passages. Like, no. Then they walk around Hogsmeade and it sounds like the most festive, amazing thing in the world. Yeah, no, like it sounds amazing sounds well good i just want to go like i know like the wizarding world in america has this but i it, it's not cold there it's in florida i want to go in scotland when it's minus 10 degrees and i wrap up in a scarf yeah and, like, it's weird because i have like model snow and you're like but i could see the sky and it's really sunny exactly like i want to go with like heaps of snow on the ground yeah so they decide to go to the three broomsticks and Ron goes all red when he mentions Madame Rosmerta when he goes to get the drinks. And I believe, unless I've missed something, this is the first hint of romantic feelings from any major character in the books. I don't think it's romantic. Okay, sexual? Yeah. Sexual He's feelings. He's like, damn, that's damn. milk. But like, literally later on in this book, we found out that Harry's like, tummy flips when he sees Cho Chang. But Ron is actually the first person who we see like go all red and embarrassed and Get I don't an know. under the table. Yeah. I just find it interesting that it's Ron as he is the most sexually backwards out of the three of them. Well, how is he sexually backwards? He just is all angry when Hermione ki- finds out Hermione has kissed Crumb and like yeah. ends up getting with Lavender just because he's jealous rather yeah. than I don't know. Yeah, I also just realised that I have a note that we miss where when Harry's like going down the um, passageway to yeah. get to Hogsmeade, it says that there's like two hundred stairs that he has to go up. I would have turned around and gone back. <laughs> Done with this shit. Uh, no, no, no. You didn't say there were stairs. I'll, I'll take the Whomping Willow over the stairs. <laughs> Do you not like stairs? Does anyone like 200 stairs? I don't mind. Sometimes I, I get bored of waiting for the lift at some underground stations and they're like... 250 stairs only take if necessary. And I'm like, I'll do it. 
you're a freak <laughs> i do do it sometimes tottenham court road is that the one that's covent garden has two oh yeah covent garden yeah. no it's covent garden is that many it's 167 it's not that many still wouldn't do it <laughs> i do it sometimes sometimes I'm to wait for lift you know when it's like three stairs just to yeah in the middle of like a pavement i'm like nah, nah. i didn't need to go to wherever i'm going <laughs> it's it's fine so they go in three broomsticks and they get butterbeer i really wish that they hadn't because now i'm having to drink this catastrophe um i wanted to say here that i refuse to believe the butterbeer that the harry potter franchise has made up that they serve in the wizarding world and the studio tour is butterbeer because the butterbeer in the book sounds fucking magical whereas that butterbeer is like some sort of cream soda sugary shit but you know i tried to counteract this by making my own butterbeer and it's also shit so we've just got to admit that jk rowling invented something magical that none of us can recreate i I feel like it's some kind of like eggnoggy slash baileys kind of it's more down that line than it is i don't know they have fucking mess they have whole bottles of it so i imagine it is more easily drinkable than like eggnog there's also the question of how alcoholic it is because in later books we learn that winky gets drunk off it yeah and that the kids sneak it in for parties so it must have some alcoholic base even if it's not very strong yeah but i just love that jk rolling in like jk rolling wrote in like yeah 13 year olds having an alcoholic it's fine it's fine Mm -hmm. but i imagine it's like 1.5 percent yeah like it's weak so then McGonagall, Flitwick, Hadwick, had what? <laughs> Who? Who was that, Hannah? Hagrid. McGonagall, Flitwick, Hagrid and Fudge walk in for what I wrote as some well-timed exposition so we can finally move on this plot. Yeah, and um, like they're just being massive gossips. Like one, this is a really random group of people. Like why are they together? And like Fudge, the fucking prime minister is just gossiping about like- In a pub on a like, weekend. And kind of like, not like confidential, confidential, but about like not really known like government information. Yup, just- in a pub with a weekend when there's loads of students about. Like- irresponsible yep and also we haven't had much plot up until this point and then it seems like jk rowling was suddenly like oh i need to really move the plot along so we find out through and this is a common theme in the early harry potter books the characters eavesdropping on some other characters but this one is the most blatant like hermione moves a christmas mm. tree so we can get some exposition madame Maserata, m- was uh <laughs> madame rosmerta Madam M says how out of character it was for Sirius to murder people. Um, I would hope so. It's like, it really is. It's like that moment whenever there's been like some kind of like mass shooter or serial killer. Everyone's like, oh, I just, I just, it's so out of character. Just didn't see it. It's like, well, no, it's not because they've done it. And it's not like, oh, I'd only seen them murder three people before. So the fact that they've now done seven, it just really is really out of Like, no, this is not... Well, no. I think she means he wasn't the kind of kid to be putting salt on slugs his whole life. Kind of fun though, isn't it? <laughs> no. You're no. the salt slug. No, I did No, I did it once when I was really drunk. Oh, we've all done it once. I was so drunk and my useless university housemates were like... Because, like, I was, like, the mum at the house because they were all incompetent. They were like, Charlie, there's a slug in the kitchen. And it was like, I was, 
like between me and my ex we'd drunk an entire like one of the big bottles of vodka and we'd already been out before that like we were like wasted wasted um, and like my like drunken dealing with it was just like oh for fuck's sake why am I having to deal with this so I just poured salt on it and then left and then in the morning really hungover was like what have I done what have I done <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> anyway but, but that whole thing of like Madame murder being like oh I wouldn't think he'd murder people is where we discover for the first time that Sirius Black was best friends with James Potter Yes. It's like the first time we find that out. And then in the next sentence, we find out that Sirius Black is Harry's godfather. godfather. And then the next sentence, we find out that he was used the Fidelius charm and was the Potter's secret keeper. So it's like bombshell after bombshell after bombshell, bombshell. for Harry. Yeah. And then they explain that Peter went after Sirius. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sure. That sounds... Um, yeah, Peter went yeah. after Sirius. And I wonder then if we'll find out if that was the truth or not. Died. Yeah. Um, and along with a load of muggles and Black was found laughing, which is like, I, I try to imagine that the other way around, as in like, now we know the real story that Sirius is innocent. Why was he found laughing? And I suppose it's because he's so shocked and horrified that his best friend is dead or it's just one of those things that people make up. Like those like embellishments. People are like, oh yeah, he was laughing. Like, because we see so many times like at Hogwarts how like gossip spreads and yeah. it gets more and more embellished. No, you're right, yeah. So it could just be bullshit. Yeah. Literally could just be bullshit. It could. Um, we learn, then learn an actual tiny little nugget that ends up being quite important. That I really Black, hate the word nugget. Nugget. That Black asked Fudge for the newspaper when Fudge went to visit mm-hmm. Azkaban. Wonder if that will be important. And then my last note was just poor fucking Harry. Yeah, it's a bit shit for him, isn't it? It's literally so but many this things. This is why when you're in positions of power, you don't just gossip <laughs> in pubs. Yeah. Like, imagine if we went into like a London pub and we're like, ah, oh, Boris, Boris Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> and imagine if it was Boris Johnson being like, oh yeah, that um, that Hannah Twig's parents, yeah, uh, they were betrayed. By um, Theresa May, <laughs> what? Or or they were like, oh yeah, you know when we um killed Diana, yeah, that was a that was a whole thing. I mean, it is um, like we went into a pub and heard Boris bitching about how Diana was an inside job. Yeah, it's similar levels. Yeah, there's there's literally and and they were doing it on like the day of like Pride or something. <laughs> Like on the Pride route, they literally they went into a pub <laughs> on, on the Pride, Pride route, route on the day of Pro- London Pride, and then sat in that really busy pub having a gossip about Diana's about death. How Diana's death was an inside job. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and, what yeah. it's like. And the Queen was there as well, just in one of her hats, just being like, "Yeah, yeah, you know who's next." I mean, this episode is being recorded four days after we find out that Parliament is being pro. pro- how do you say it? Paused. They're shutting down our Parliament to force through acts yeah so we're gonna immigrate who has a nice country we're coming can yeah um can green can people marry no because we don't want america they have trump no uh someone what are those nice european countries like the, the sweden the, sweden or sweden's not the worst or norway like, like anywhere in like the netherlands or scandinavia. yeah i feel like netherlands scandinavia sounds really yeah. nice right now so yeah hannah would like a nice European husband. Yep. I not fussy. Man, woman, 
dog no i'm joking <laughs> wow not a dog you know i'm scared of dogs <laughs> no, anyway no matter where looking... you are on the gender spectrum charlie's here I'm, I'm into it just, um we need uh, green cards to get not out a green card we don't want to be American. We need a European passport. We need a European passport to get out of our country. So if any of you are willing to help. Um, we have many appealing qualities. Um, the alcoholism. Not Hannah's cocktail making. That's not one of them. <laughs> She's good at other things. I'm not sure what. Neil assures me there's something he couldn't think either. Um, I'm good at... Mm, the fringe. Uh, yeah, I've got a very good fringe. Yep. Um... Thanks. Thanks. Uh, we will wait to review all the plenty as I, of As offers. I said, um, Goblet of Wine podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, we're waiting for some marriage offers. <laughs> you don't hear back within 10 to 25,000 working days, then your application has been denied. Yeah, unsuccessful. Um, um, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, and, if you um, want more of this kind of chat, uh, subscribe to our Patreon and head to our Discord. This might be the worst ending ever. Love you. Love you, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To keep up with us in between episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Goblet of Wine Pod, on Instagram at Goblet of Wine Podcast, and on our website at www.gobletofwine.co.uk. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or on Facebook. Thank you so much to our producer-level patrons, Sandra and Mark, for their help supporting this podcast. If you'd like to support us, as well as gaining access to behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes, check out our Patreon on patreon.com slash goblet of wine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.